It's been another week of beautiful game which has brought us the magic that is the FA Cup to our screens once more. As United came away for a win at Prenton Park, City breezed into the fifth round of the FA Cup, who would have thought it? And Jose proved once more he is the man for the job, as Spurs managed to secure their replay with the Saints. Welcome to episode one of the 1-2 podcast. It's been a long three-month break, but we're back in the new decade with a new layout, and we've got a new signing as well. Yes, hello everyone. Um, I'm Jordan. I'll be joining Lee's guys, and uh, yeah, looking forward to chatting a bit of football. He's on loan with an obligation to buy. I am on with an obligation to buy. So yes, um, I've been a season ticket holder for with Millwall for um, probably 10, 12 years now. Um, but unlike many other Millwall supporters, I am quite kind and respectful, <laughs> and I don't tarnish. <laughs> That's it. Get them all on side from the and, and I don't tarnish the reputation right, at right, all, right, as you can right, see, yeah. because you have invited <laughs> me on your podcast. Well, now with the new sign we have, we've now got a bit of a championship knowledge on our side. Uh, obviously, previously we were quite Premier League dominated, so Very Premier League we welcome Jordan. Uh, as Finney touched on, uh, three month break. Uh, we're back now. New layout. Uh, very different to the last time. Uh, you might notice all the other ones, all old podcasts have now been archived because we're going for a fresh start for this. We've got a new identity. That's for the bloopers rolling in 10 years' time. <laughs> yeah. So you're uh, a Cal- Irish, yeah. your English Callum Rom Seashell. No one knows. No one knows. Right, should we get into it then? Uh, we're going to start off with something we used to have, kind of. We're going to week review of the games. We're going to look over some of the top games this week that we've all picked out individually, I think. Um, deserve a good review, some of the top games, that they had some good action in them, so anyone want to start? I can start if you want, Go ahead. Bournemouth losing at home to Arsenal in the FA Cup, um, not really that surprising how I've played recently, I mean when you start Lewis Cook on the wing and Fraser up front, it's not really going to end well, he did that so he could cover injuries when he started with a striker on the bench and a winger on the bench. Do you think it was also to like try and shut up shop, as it were? You no, know, Ar- Arsenal playing some very good football under Mikel Arteta. He started 4-4-2, which is how we start every game now. And uh, we still managed to lose 2-1. Sam Sarge getting his first goal, though. I'm not good too... On yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not too fussed because got to focus on the league. We're, if we were like 12th, 13th and safe, then yeah. I'd be a bit more. But no, we've got a big game at the weekend, so everyone came through on scave, so... Strongest team of the weekend to be. I think that Arsenal were lucky again. They're showing their weaknesses. Even though they've got Arteta in now, they're still not showing One thing I will say about Arsenal is that since Mikel Arteta's come in, he's got them very hard to beat. I know they've picked up a lot of draws. Six unbeaten now. uh, Yeah, six unbeaten. They drew at home to Sheffield United, I think it was Mm -hmm. 1-1. I know a lot of their fans were saying we should have won that game. Like you've got to give Arteta a lot of credit, you know, pundits were saying, you know, they're almost uncoachable, some of their players. Yeah. Um, and he's gone in, it's a big, it's his first uh, mm. job as a manager. It's not an easy task, they were even saying, you know, for the likes of um, Diego Simeone, you know, Eddie Howe were to take the job, it'll be hard for them. So, he's done a really good job, I think. No, he has, he has done a good job, but they need to start getting wins, because at the moment it's looking unlikely they even get Europa League. Uh, obviously, you've got Sheffield United. Wolves ahead of them, then you've got Leicester in the top four with Chelsea, City, and Liverpool. No, so I think the top four is like set now. Yeah, top four set. Can't see anyone cracking no. I mean, the next couple of weeks we'll still fight. We'll Le- Leicester and Chelsea, yeah. is it? I mean, we'll get onto the weekend preview, then, yeah. but Leicester and Chelsea. And then you've got Chelsea, Tottenham coming up as well. Yeah. 
it's uh, a couple of big uh, fixtures coming up for the top four. But for Arsenal, I think it's getting to the point now where they're definitely not top four and potentially not top seven uh, because they're kind of you don't include them in them type of conversations anymore. You've also got the issues; they are unbeaten, but how many of them are draws? Mm. I think what you've got to look at it now is they've had a slow start to the season. Yeah. Um, Mikel Arteta, what he needs to do now is to get the squad through the rest of the season, um, look to implement his ideas, yeah. uh, get rid of the players that he wants to get rid of. Um, hopefully the board will back him, uh, give him the money that maybe they didn't give uh, Wenger and uh, Unai Emery. Um, and then he can build uh, his own team um, and he can play his own style. Um, yeah which I think would be a lot more possession-based, you know, Pep Guardiola style, you know, pushing out from the back. Um, I noticed against Bournemouth, both of the centre-backs, the goal kicks were playing very wide. It's, that's something he has learned from Pep, I yeah, think. Yeah, he's starting to he see similarities already. With, yeah. with um, you know, Pep making... He's like look, a cloned Pep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, see the Pep uh, you see the Pep Arteta Ola over it. So, um, yeah. yeah. He is a carbon copy. One thing I think I say to a lot of people, though, you're going to find very... It'll be interesting is when Arsenal play City, because Arteta is a carbon copy of Pep at the moment. Surely someone with the skills of Pep, mm. we can see a full demolition of Arsenal. Because if you're playing against your own tactics, you know exactly what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it will be a bridge too far for Arsenal um, yeah. when they get to Manchester City. Because we could, I think potentially you could see a full demolition because you've got the apprentice and the master. The master's yeah. taught the apprentice everything, so the master knows everything about the apprentice. Yeah. And at the point, it's understandable. Arteta is going very like um, for what he's been taught by Pep. It's very obvious that he's just mm. he's regurgitating what Pep's been using this season with City, mm. and that could be one of the interesting games. I don't I don't think they've played them twice yet. No, I think they, they do have to come. So that's another issue for them as well. If they've still got City to come, I'm not sure they're running. It's not looking like very promising for them in any no. Europa League capacity. No, um, let alone and you know. With the likes of Ajax yeah. in Milan also getting knocked out of the Champions League, um, that route into the Champions League through the Europa League that they nearly got last season will be harder this season. Especially in Milan, like yeah, yeah, even um, like Ericsson's not a Europa League player. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, especially as well with the likes of Romelu Lukaku, he's uh, banged in a lot of goals. For yeah, Lautaro Martinez, Godin. I think he scored fifteen yeah. goals in twenty games or yeah. something like that. So. Yeah, that'll be interesting for Arsenal. But uh, John, do you want to let us know when one you picked out? Yeah, um, well, obviously being a Millwall supporter, we had our game in hand against Leeds on um, Tuesday night. Uh, interesting game, sir. Interesting game, yes. Uh, one thing I will say is that, you know, it's always going to be difficult going up to Leeds on a Tuesday night. Personally, I don't think the FA did us any favours. Um, Leeds had a 10-day rest. Uh, mm. We played Sheffield United in the FA Cup on touch Saturday. slightly on the, um, the decisions of the referee. Um, we've heard um. a couple of interesting <laughs> views from the Leeds. So we, Leeds owner, especially. Yeah, so, um, what do you think from a Millwall perspective? From a Millwall perspective, and being unbiased, I've got to admit there was a few decisions that um, really went in our favour. And I've got to admit we probably wouldn't have gone into the break 2-0 up yeah. had every 50-50 gone in our favour, had uh, we got the decisions from the ref, and to be honest, had Leeds 
uh, been able to finish. Um, they were very, very good in the midfield and uh, defence, pushing up high with like Luke Ayling, um very good player. But they just couldn't finish. Um, one of the, I'll, I'll explain one of the decisions. I think it was Patrick Bamford that got for on goal, uh, got him behind Jake Cooper. Um, his shot, Bart Balkowski's um, dive down to his right hand side. Very good save. Very good, good save. save. Tipped the ball round the post and ball changed direction. <laughs> and like, we, and we've quite got, wickedly as well. And we've got a goal kick out of that. Um, and it's not like Levef. Levef was literally running just about to go into the six yard line. So it's yeah. not like he was didn't see it. Um but I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. You um, do see that a lot in the football league though, don't you? That's yes. one thing that holds championship I think back, the, the, League One back. Le- league one and league two, they don't actually have um professional referees. No, um, well, I mean I've seen that when I watched Sunderland Doncaster a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did watch the uh, the league uh, Millwall things as well and it's just but obviously, it went in our favour. Yeah, mainly for you, for a Millwall fan, that you, you've got to be happy. I I will just say though, Leeds annihilated us in the second half. Leeds were so uh, energetic. Uh, they're pressing when we tried to play out from the back. Um, the football they played going forward very free flowing, uh, one touch sometimes. Yeah. Um, to be fair, they probably should have had five or six. The goals to beat you wasn't even like special goals. I know, but no. that, that's the thing. Well, I have just said that the three goals that they've scored, I think we should have done better with, and I think that like, Gary Rowe has realised that, and, uh, judging by his post-match comments. Mm. Um, but you know, I'm not going to criticise Gary Rowe because he's done an exceptional job for us since he's come in. So um, yeah, we move on to Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday. Would you say that they were a promotion winning, like promotion winning team in that? Were they playing a promotion when style of football was basically what I'm trying to get to? What Leeds showed uh, was resilience, um, to come back from two goals down, uh, they never gave up, they kept plugging away, they knew the goal was going to come and um, when they got that one goal back in uh, three minutes into the second half, um, that just gave them the momentum. Um, I said to you earlier, Kieran, off camera that they wouldn't have looked out of place last night had they been playing a Wolves side. Um, mm. That says a lot about what Bielsa's managed to do. Yeah, um, don't get me wrong, Bielsa's a very good manager. Uh, well, his record speaks for himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got a few tweaks to make. Uh, personally, I think they're still quite inconsistent. Uh, they've been on a poor run of form. Uh, they get that every year, though. Don't and, and they get that every year, and that's what I was going to say. It's the classic Leeds thing, isn't it? But this year, uh, and I think I remember saying this last year, it was different, they're going to do it this year, but this year speaking, and after last night, yeah, I've, I think they'll do it, I think, um, I think they've got a four point gap over West Brom now, yeah. um, and West Brom have been playing some great football under Slavon Bilic, but... Well, both false, isn't they? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Was it combined, like, 16 years, they managed three wins yeah. between them. Yeah, yeah, exactly, they're both very inconsistent, and I know that shows how great the championship is, because anyone can beat anyone. But if you're looking at that from a West Brom and Leeds point of view, it's maybe not good enough. Um, I'd be quite disappointed to be as far ahead as I was. Yeah, exactly. And for Fulham and Brentford um, to get so, one two points yeah. or whatever it was. I think I think Leeds will go up um, automatically. Whether it'll, they'll go up as champions or not uh, will depend on how they fare and how West Brom fare for the rest of the season. And of course, we're playing West Brom at home in a couple yeah. of weeks, so. Well, 
Depends on the new no, um, the new no striker, didn't they? Jean Kevin Augustin from yeah. that was such I a can't, Is it from Leipzig? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, originally of Monaco. Yeah, and yeah. He, he seems to have fallen. He seems yeah. to have in, like fallen in love with the lead straight away. I was looking yeah. at some of his and tweets last night. Well, he rejected so. United to go yeah. to Leeds, and he and that shows you how. Um, Appealing leads are at the moment. It shows yeah. you the championship as well. I was going to yeah, say, it yeah. shows you the championship. The championship is a written off league, and people yeah. don't realise that if it was its own entity in a different country, and you'd say in Europe, it may have actually have more status. I think the championship in another country would be the premiership of that yeah. country, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, as Finn said, you know, the money that leads are spending on players, I think, what was it? He's only a, I think it's initially I think a loan. It's only a loan, but, but if, buy, if right? they get promoted, it's 30 million. Yeah, that shows in itself. We, could, at the moment, I could, couldn't even imagine Millwall spending 30 million yeah. on a player, even though we're pushing for the playoffs at the moment. Yeah, you still haven't got that in... in no, my team spending that on a player. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Um, Our budget's it, like 30 million per player. It shows you the gulf between even the top championship side, yeah. and at the moment, for us, mm. maybe a mid-table championship side. So. Well, for the championship fans, there we go. We've got some input now for the championship. You're um, welcome. <laughs> Then, um, Basically, I'm going to pick the Spurs game, obviously. <coughs> but Excuse me. we drew one all Southampton, as Kieran alluded to <laughs> in the intro, which was very kind of him. Um, yeah, I think it's one of them ones where you look at the game and you think, if you have a clinical number nine up front, you win the game 4 0, then you're through. The, you know, the game's done and dusted by half time. Yeah. But what about a tricky win one, from PSV? One oh gee, now you're talking, mate. Now you're talking. <laughs> but one for one person that really um, impressed me again was Lacelso. He oh, he was he basically cemented himself that he's the perfect person to pick up Ericsson's mantle and carry it and be an armed field. What not be the first man from a corner? I mean, it would help if he could do that because yeah. I've not seen somebody beat a first man from well, a corner in about four years. He um, but he basically set up Sun's he goal. Did, he, um, it was a great run. I don't know if you've seen, you guys have, might have seen it or not. Yeah, I've seen he it. ran past about four or five but, players and, and Lamella and played in Son. And it was a good thing. I think that is something Spurs have missed when yeah, we, we've, we've, we've missed just the the they need that someone to yeah, the someone who can just pick, take the game by the scruff of the neck and think right. I'm just going to go and have this. But what went wrong in the game? How did you end up inevitably an 87-minute booth out? See. The goal itself from both holes a really good finish. Like, I've not got a problem conceding that it was. I think we gave it away. Um, I think it was Oreo who gave it away um, when he wandered out of his right back position. No surprises there. Um, and there was a big gaping hole where he obviously left. So Toby had had to come across and cover, and it left both out in literally oceans of space on the edge of the box. So he had all the time in the world to look up and smack it into the top corner. So it was a good finish, but. You kind of think when Aurier give it away, he did have another little chance to maybe get in and make a tackle, but I guess at that point of the game, he didn't know what the next phase was going to happen, obviously, so he didn't want to risk you know, his place in the game, maybe making a red card tackle or something. Yeah. Um, apparently, um, Toby said he thought there was a foul in the build-up, so he went berating the referee or something. I didn't see anything wrong with it personally. I feel it was a very well-worked goal, very good goal. Um, we did actually have one disallowed for offside in the first half, to be fair. LaSalle had a shot and it was going in, I think. It was going on target. And it hit Son's ankle, who was in an offside position. You know, clearly changed the path of the ball. That's fair enough. But I just think it's one of those games where neither team 
you know, both teams had uh, both teams sorry had like chances to win it, but I reckon if we had an actual striker on the end of some of the chances we created, we'd have been we'd have been quite clear by the time we even went one new up. But I'd say that that game probably is a it probably sums way, us up. Yeah, it's a very good way to sum up your season. Yeah, so you far, start really well. The whole season from Pochettino's start with your guys, then on to the Mourinho era with Sacramento. I'd say that there's not been much change now, and you're not. I don't know. You're kind of stuck now. Oh, I know. It's not his squad, is it? It's, it's no, he's in because we're obviously in a transitional period now. It's, it's, like, it's, it's where every new manager comes in. We've like, signed Getson. We've signed Lucasso permanent. Bergwijn today. You know, no. it's all new players. They're slowly going to be integrated into the squad. Like, he's doing well, but. He could do a lot better with players. With his squad, yeah. Like would he have bought Martinelli? Would he have bought? Would he have bled Saka in the team? Like? I mean, you're no, saying no. would he have bought Martinelli? Martinelli's probably been, if not their best player, then definitely one of Arsenal. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's been one of their best players. But I'm saying it, it like would Arteta have gone? Yeah, Martinelli was brought in by the board I mean? though because yeah, he was from the third division of Brazil. Yeah, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, third division. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give a pay rise to whoever scouted him. My point on was I spoke to Finn about it the other day. Uh, that maybe it was quite a rash decision to get rid of Pochettino compared to Oh, I, I'm sure we'll like do. The counterparts you played on sat- Saturday. 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 Um, well, Southampton at the beginning of the season were right offs. They were in yeah. the pre- they were cha- they were going championship next year. They were but down. then to be fair, that's credit to Hassan Hill's not. Yeah, I think I'm sure we'll have longer. Di- I'm sure we'll have longer debates and conversations rather than in this episode, for example, about what happens to you know at Spurs and Poch and whatnot. But I guess. You just kind of have to move on. The new man's here now. You got to back him to the hill and well, see what he see what he can do. Huh? We've not had a podcast since it happened. No, I know. So just gauging on. I know, and because I know you, we've already discussed it, and you said that I, you wish. I've said many times off camera that um, I would have what I would have given anything for Potch to be able to turn it around. But I, it's one of them ones you don't know if something was said, and then maybe Levy was like, "Okay, that's you done," or you know. He wasn't doing, or I don't know. You just—it's one of them. You really don't know unless you're behind the scenes. Well, that maybe uh, it seems like this whole thing is with a gauge that Sacramento will one day be Spurs head coach, and he was just too inexperienced. I have heard um, stuff on the grapevine. It probably isn't true, but Levy um, apparently Enoch are looking to sell up the club soon, so they bought Mourinho in as like a big name. Yeah. So then a company will be—it will be raise the profile, therefore raising the price. Um, Which makes and, you know, sense. It makes sense from well, a business perspective, but not a football and perspective. And that's the story of Spurs. That's, yeah. You're, but one but thing. I'm that fed up talking about Daniel Levy already. <laughs> I was going to say, in defence of Daniel Levy, Good. one thing I will say is that uh, the biggest criticism of Spurs under Pochettino, for all the glamorous and amazing football they played, um, for how well they did in the Premier League, they probably should have had a Premier League title. Mm. You're telling um, me. Or at least a trophy. Or, or, or at least a trophy of some sort. Like Ericsson's leaving. Ha- has left. And he has didn't win yeah. a single thing. But br- bringing in a Jose Mourinho type character. I mean, I know Jose maybe didn't do as well as he'd have hoped at Manchester United. Mm. But he still dragged but, that team but, to second in the oh, league and won the Europa League. And he still won them a trophy. So I think if you're a Spurs fan right now, mm. you, uh, you've got to be positive. I think, yeah, I think when... when um, we all once we'd all calmed down and got over the initial sadness of Pochettino leaving or whatever because it's all we've been used to it for what was it five and a half six seasons. Maybe. It was almost similar to when Neil Patterson. You're like, okay, that's obviously that's very sad. You can be sad, but 
someone put it in a really good way on Twitter that Pochettino laid the foundations for then Jose to come in and because winning trophies is what he does to then take the team up to the next level but you just don't know he seems to be getting all the backing from Levy straight away he's been able to sign Fernandez and um, Stephen Bergwijn hopefully we'll have a striker in by Friday which is deadline day but I'm not hoping for too much um, yeah me too I'm sure. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Well, it's, it's, it is an interesting time, isn't it? I it mean, like, certainly is. Um, you know, you've, you're still in the Champions League. No, no, it's, well, I mean, we've got a very, very hard draw you're in st- the Champions League. You're still battling for that top four spot as well yeah. in the Premier League. I think, as Danny said uh, quite rightly earlier, you've got to um, give Jose time, let yeah. him build his squad. No, I think, give, give him, like, I think you've got to give him time. time. He needs a full yeah, time full pre-season and then he'll be done. Yeah. But that's enough about Spurs, because I don't like talking about us too much. Um, another game that did actually catch my eye from the weekend, if you guys don't mind. Um, I don't actually. I know, right. <laughs> I know it was um, a nil-nil, but just for the um, interesting fact of Coventry versus Birmingham, because Birmingham were away fans in their own ground. Because if you don't know the story, Coventry are ground sharing with Birmingham because something with the Breakar Arena, they don't have the... Licence or something. I don't know what it is. We're not going to go into detail because we don't know. No, I don't know what it is. But I know they're ground sharing for with Birmingham, and when the draw was made, Birmingham were the away fans in their own ground had to use the their own away end, their own um, away changing rooms, I believe, as well. Yeah, away changing rooms, and they played in their away kit. My game I've got I've got two games. I've got um, a non Chelsea one I want to talk about is Shrewsbury Liverpool. Because I don't think you can gloss over the fact that Shrewsbury kind of outclassed one of the best teams in England. They like should have won the world. world. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't really a team if you've got Mohamed yeah. Salah on the pitch against. Firmino, come on as well. Yeah. Firmino, yeah. They had Minamino. Um, Origi yeah, started. Yeah, Origi started. Yeah. Origi yeah. started. Uh, Alex, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain came on as well in the second half. Joel Matip. They were literally played their full team so. I feel like that was an important game just to mention because yeah. the performance of their striker Cummins as well. Jason, big yeah, Jason. he um, that was very fast, and he's put himself kind of in like what a second goal in a shop window. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, his second goal, if that was in the Premiership, you'd, I think you'd be hearing a lot more about it. Uh, the way he cut in, and then he had the calmness to slot it past Adrian. Yeah, in my opinion. He shouldn't be getting at his near post like that. Um, yeah, Adrian quite as easily. Adrian's been very good this year. Since it, it, he's it, Liverpool, but that game, he's he, been a great goal glory, and yeah, he nearly got beaten at the near post in injury time as well. Yeah, he, he kind of switched off. To be fair, he made a couple of good. There was a true three. So he felt like you said, had enough chances to win it. I remember in the first half, Sean Wally had that one where he was put through, and he had all the time in the world. He's just opened his body up and put it straight into Adrian's arms. Yeah. I'm like, mate, what are you doing? But they had certainly had enough chances in the first half to even go in at one or maybe even say one. I thought it was important to mention because people like joke about all the magic of the cup and stuff, but for them Shrewsbury fans and them Shrewsbury players, that's, that's why they'll never forget. Yeah. Those full time celebrations from Shrewsbury. Yeah. It was like they won the league, it, but that's deserved. That's it, what you love to see. It shows as well that even. Cringy phrase. You love yeah, to see yeah, that exactly. in the FA Cup. That's yeah. what it's about. From a smaller club's perspective, I know, like, you know, yeah, as you said, we always joke about it, but. For a team like Shrewsbury, even who are doing quite well in League One and they're building for the future as well, you know. I know that um, 
Levona, I think, has relations with um, an African country, I think, oh, or a Caribbean sure country, and they're li really looking to, you know... That's classy. It's nice, so spend a lot of money, it's so nice to see teams like Shrewsbury, and the other thing is, like I said, building for the future, the F this win against Liverpool is going to have made them money. Draw. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the replay Yeah, this is a whole thing about the replays. So I don't know if we were going to get on to If they get... They some it would be magical if they can beat Liverpool, especially at Anfield. Especially because apparently the youth teams we play, we don't know anymore whether Klopp will do that because of yeah. the next draw. But if he does, if they do that and Klopp doesn't take charge and they beat them, then they get to go to Stamford Bridge and play against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. and, and Klopp's so fixated on winning this first title that he's yeah. literally disregarding. But to be fair, yeah. I think uh, the Premiership in itself has become a franchise. It's yeah. way bigger than the FA in terms of money, sponsorship, yeah. and stuff like that. For me, I'd rather us get promoted to the Premiership this season than you know get into the next round of the FA Cup, and you know me will love a cup run. Um, yeah, exactly. But for me, even if you're gonna go into the Premiership, and to be fair, like us, you're probably gonna be fighting for relegation, and probably are gonna get relegated, even for that one season. The amount of money you'll get. Second, and then the parachute payments. Yeah, second none and the parachute down. payments. All so the TV money, just everything. Yeah, yeah. No, so because the Scottish Championship's like yeah. a, it's probably the biggest. So I bet you it's lot been on TV. I bet you lot got a fair old bit when you come up. You, uh, you know, I think you guys we, run a little bit. We better. come up the same year, I believe, as that Bobby's and Moral Girl. No, we didn't. No. That's a lie. That's a lie. That was him for. But yeah, I'm saying is I think we won the league, so I don't think you get as much if you want. Oh yeah. So for Liverpool to you know be. Focusing mainly on the league yeah. is, you know, it's a great opportunity. For it, sure it, it's yeah. fair enough, and yeah, it's a great. Um, I, I've, I've got to admit, I'm not sure that Jurgen Klopp's uh, statement going. Yeah, it was a we, bit. We it, it is a bit. I know most of my mind is wet, but. For me, I'd rather we got Liverpool for this reason. That'd be an amazing game. It'd be a big game. But to get Shrewsbury, it's more like what an amazing experience that. So when you got Brit had Grimsby yeah. in the league couple at the start of the season, and their yeah. strikers scored an absolute world. Yeah, we. Yeah, I know we, they lost seven one, but we still. played them off the park. But the difference was, then players went there and they've showed one of the they've they showed like a character of Grit yeah. that you don't usually get. And, and their fans as well got to celebrate yeah, that they, world at yeah. Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Like, imagine that. And the memories, is, you still have the bruises now. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea won't take it lightly either, playing Shrewsbury at home. Oh no, because like, Lampard... No. He's, yeah, he's going for it. Yeah, and you want to win a trophy in Lampard's yeah. first season, when, well, to be fair, you're basically playing with your under-23s, yeah. under-25s. Like, well, that, that your Chelsea, the other game I had was our game the weekend, which was uh, oh. a whole away. Um, well, uh, we went for uh, mainly our strong sides. Um, we didn't have Tammy Abraham, who's out for injury. Um, the overall performance, our first half, we played very well. Uh, for Hull, they were a, Hull were a very strong outfit, to be fair. They they didn't really lie down to Lampard and Chelsea. He, they went for us. Uh, then we had... Um, we went 2-0 up. Yeah, we were 2-0 two two up. 2-0 up, yeah. Yeah, we, Tamori, because we went in at half-time 1-0, um, they were talk uh, seen an interview with Tamori was discussing that at half time Lampard said like we've got to go out for more. We went and got the second goal with Tamori, it was a nice finish. Happy to see him back into the squad as well after his absence recently. But then we fell to we felt a bit of a victim of you know, it's, it's a not taking your chances, yeah. As Lampard said in yeah, multiple press conferences. We made the game. So many chances. 
the thing is, we're such a young side. It's, it's obvious, it was always going to happen. I don't know. Like well, the inexperience and stuff like that. Yeah. It might not be an experience, but it's going to catch up with you. The at way some you've point. got the way I feel like Chelsea fans have to see. It. We have to see it in this aspect that they're so young that they're, and they're already making these chances. Imagine in two, three years' time with a couple of strengthened signings, them with more experience. If they're still making them chances, we would we could absolutely be battering everyone in the league. Well, mm. and then um, they got a goal back, and then. I'm not gonna lie. No, we was were, it a bit hot in mouth? Back was, to the wall. We were very lucky, and it's like Lampard said afterwards. Hull should walk away feel like they deserve to draw at the end of it because they did push us a lot, and you've got to put respect to them because. I think if Jared Bowen was his usual influential self, yeah, he might, shot even, they might have nicked a draw or maybe even a win. But yeah, would you say he's a prem quality player? Or I mean, that game he was he was a bit quiet. He got kind of but shut out. I, that, but I would say I think that's testament to how well he's performed this season. The fact yeah. that you made a beeline to, him, yeah, yeah. to target him. But and yeah. on a separate matter, how great was it to see the um, KC Stadium? Is it even called yeah. anymore? Um, yeah, whatever it's called. KCOM. 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 Sell out for the first time in how long? For the, yeah, for, again, for the first time in a it, few years. It's been quite a few years now. So, you know. Fair play to whole city. Yeah. Again, good like, for the club, good for the like, yeah, yeah, it was a really, really good game. Like it, it was quite an enjoyable game to watch. It obviously, last night it last twenty minutes, a bit or high mouth bit, type bit thing. But <laughs> overall, once again, our in it's we're getting more experience now as the season mm. goes. But enough, an experienced team once more. We've gone to enough. We've gone to a team who had a lot of experience, be it they're in the lower league now. Some of their players do have experience in the prem, and we've formed. But it's games like that where you've got to take away from it that. Yeah, we went two one, and some could say we should have smashed them. But the grit the players showed to hold on at that is testament to what Lampard's yeah. building. So you and can carry that on for the rest of the season now, because yeah. you know you're still in that fourth spot. I think you're still six points ahead yeah, of I Manchester think we're five United. Five or six points clear of United. And, and, us, yeah. and Spurs. So I'd say the key thing we need to do, which will transition <coughs> to the next topic we've got, is the key thing we need to do now is strengthen. Mm. Yeah, speaking of strengthening, should we yeah. move on to because list coming out on transfer deadline day? Yeah, so for yeah. our listeners, this yeah. will be Friday transfer deadline. So day as we're recording, it's Wednesday, oh, so yeah. we've already had a few. Day, we've had a few transfers today, haven't I'd we? Say the key point for the Premier League, really, you could talk about transfers, was the lack of transfers for me would be the fact that we as a club we are we appealed our transfer ban, but we've not really had much activity. Mm. We went gung ho for Cavani. That kind of has fallen through, and then today I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what it's going to be like oh, Friday, but today, but it's deadline day. Anything can happen. Exactly, too. but today we've seen come out everywhere. Demarcio, who's a very reliable source, has come out and said that uh, Mertens to Chelsea is looking quite likely. For me, thirty-three in May, but he'll bring a bit of experience, and he won't block Tammy. But Tammy had to learn off him. He's multi-positional. I'm quite excited. I, I, I think he'll be a, almost a player coach role sort of thing. Almost when we re-signed Timmy Cahill a couple of yeah. years ago, it wasn't... He'll be like, he'll act like as a mentor. Yeah, it wasn't his talent. But he's able to bag a hat yeah, trick on it, a Saturday. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was his uh, prowess, as it were, yeah. in the dressing yeah. room. and you know, form a strong part of like Jorginho. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And maybe that is something that um, Chelsea have missed this season. Someone in the dressing room to you know, yeah. take you know the younger players and yeah. really... Cater for them. Well, yeah, you because a, a young, a young team, they need like uh, an old head. They do, don't they? They need a few old. Well, they got as as probably quite a an old-ish head. But yeah, I, I think Mertens that would be a good move to him. We'll finally see him in the Premier League as well. And he did well against Liverpool, yeah. He did. You know, 
Yeah. He did. He did indeed. But um, from our perspective, from my perspective, and Spurs, it's so far. I think it's been a good window. Um, obviously, we have Lascelles getting a permanent deal. See, I expressed my views on him earlier. But it's a bit dodgy, isn't it? Um, because he wasn't brought in by Mourinho. So when no, when Poch left, that could have been a bit. Every everything up was in up the in air, the air, yeah. but everyone. He's Mourinho said he's happy with how much he's improved and whatnot. So I'm happy with that because he hasn't really emerged yet. I'd say like like when Poch was sacked, mm. there wasn't anything to suggest that he warranted the big money that you were willing to pay. Mm. But he, so I think he has it. now. Yeah, yeah. With his performances yeah. over the last, um, obviously. But what you play Liverpool, he's very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah should have scored as well though. That's, it's a hard. It's, it's a very hard chance, yeah. but I was gutted. Bouncing just in front of him, not him. Like, he's, not, he's not a natural goal scorer. Um, so obviously, signing Bergwine on the day of recording. Um, uh, so he'd probably be able to play some kind of part against Man City on Sunday. I don't know if he will play any part, but he, uh, he should do. But I think twenty-seven million pounds. Or 26 and a half with add-ons if you want to get technical. Um, 22 years old. One of the best players in his league, arguably. Um, and basically, he's just the younger version of Lucas. But he's got a bit more end product. So, I'm pretty excited to see him, to be fair. I think it's smart business. Because if he does hit the ground running, and you know does suddenly set the world up for the next two and a half seasons, you could be looking at, well, leave his eyes will be popping at the amount of profit he can make on him if he hits the ground hits the ground yeah. running I think well, as an outsider looking in like, I don't know if you agree with this but mm-hmm. I've always felt that Tottenham lacked like a, a wide man so to speak like you bought Lucas Moore he's been deployed more centrally yeah. Son, Son as well Son really isn't I wouldn't say Son's like an out and out natural winger no he's big and bit of both can't he so, so I think Bergeron is the start of start of is the start of Mourinho and what he wants, wants to do. He wants to yeah. he wants to set out like with actual wingers. He doesn't want to have, like, yeah. wide men drifting in. Because like, you saw as soon know. as before Kane got injured, you saw in his first game Lucas Moura was shifted back out to right attacking mid, and he got an assist and then in the game after he scored or something. So with that layout of four two three one or whatever it is, he likes the wide players to be wide players. Not be like drifting around in and whatnot. And then more like Ericsson um, being shifted out on the wing. Yeah, that, yeah. Not, no more Ericsson. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, no more Ericsson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you had Ericsson, he's been shifted out, and yeah. maybe when he was deployed, essentially, like, maybe you got Ali, La Celso, yeah, so yeah. there wasn't Ericsson. Lamella, Lamella can do a job anywhere. Um, obviously, bringing in Gerson Fernandes as well on an 18 month loan. That was a good coup. I think, from what I've seen of him, so I haven't seen him, obviously, I haven't seen too much of him. Um, he's done okay, he's done okay to fit in, but. He did get deployed at right wing apparently on Saturday, so that's a bit questionable. Um, I mean, you've had but, Mr. Sissoko out there, so. Yeah, no. I think he's to be fair. But uh, Mr. Sissoko, what a player. He's turned into an unreal on the wing. Yeah. Yeah. He scored twice there. since we last did a podcast, so. One of them was against me. It so. was. Nice looping well, finish as well. I was say, should we move on to oh, Bournemouth? Yeah, well, exactly. not much to a pull. No, nothing. <laughs> and Chris Temple came out yesterday and said that basically like, it's probably unlikely that we will do any business, but we've been linked. Well, I think any kind of business now will be a bit rushed anyway. Most teams well, are doing this in a really weird January we, transfer window. We've, we've January transfer window is always notoriously a bit quiet, isn't no, it? Usually, the last couple of years though, the Premier teams have been ramping up how much. Like Bournemouth usually probably would have gone out and bought a couple of players. We've bought Solanke last, last year. year. We've Solanke, we've got Klein in as well, which is... Yeah. Oh. Oh. Klein was very good for us, yeah. to be fair. Did he get injured or did uh, he just... Well, he, in pre-season he did his ACL. Yeah, so he's at, like, yeah. he was linked with us, Palace, and I think West Ham, but yeah. obviously he's just stayed at Liverpool and tries to recover but we've been linked with Danny Rose Jacob Brunlarsson and Bertrand Traore all sort of you know I think uh, the reports that Danny Rose would even be deployed wide 
Yeah. I forgot what I mean. So it's clear that Arthur Albino will be. I've always said Danny Rose would be a good winger. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> Fraser, Ryan Fraser hasn't, hasn't hit the heights yeah. of last season. Harry Wilson scored seven goals on top goal scorer, but he's like. Uh, he's not very influential. Do you so think he'll make like him permanent? Hilton, nah, probably not. He'll pop up with a goal and then that'll be it for the game, so mm. to say. Yeah. So I think Bruno Larson, I don't know much about him, but apparently he has rejected us. Like, so yeah, yeah. Jobs, I know. Bertrand Troyer as well, 35 million euros was a reported fee. I think he would be good. He would be something, a different element to what we have. Yeah. But um, I think that would be a stopgap signing when you got Brooks coming back next season. But mm. Dan Juma as well. well yeah, Dan Juma. Like, he's had yeah. his problems it's this year. It's not like we've paid small money. Like Brooks no. was 10 mil, Dan Juma was like 16. But even Lerma, Lerma was 25. So, yeah, but yeah. Lerma's like but he's one of our rock, best. But he's a rock, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know, I, I, it's unlikely that we'll sign anyone because we just haven't been linked with like a yeah. camera player that it's like an Eddie signing, like Bertrand Trowies isn't that an Eddie Howe signing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think we'll sign anyone. And I, a team that goes into the, the transfer window, you know, near the bottom of the prem, I think it's paramount that you do sign someone and do bring mm. some fresh blood into the team, but it's not a very desirable place to be if you're battling relegation for most players. So. Mm. We'll see what happens, obviously, over the weekend. If we, I mean, even tonight, if Liverpool put one the four past West Ham, then we climb out of the relegation then, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. It has um, been a weird January transfer window, though. Yeah, a lot of teams have seemed to be a bit shy to do much business. I, I was going to say, um, just to cover us quickly, for, you know, people were interested in Mill or maybe yeah, we'll the, championship. the championship. Because there's not um, been a big. June Augustine for the overall championship's biggest transfer, that was. Yeah, Jared um, Bowen circus as well. I mean, yeah, the whole Jared Bowen circus. Yeah. I, I think Gary Rowett's coming. He's took over from Neil Harris um, in the well, I don't know how many league games he's been in charge. Seventeen, eighteen. I think we've only lost three of them. Yeah. Um, it's seen us climb from seventeenth in the table to what? What are we now? Seventh, eighth. Um, I think we're three points outside the playoffs. Um, obviously Millwall not being the most expensive club in the world we don't really like to spend money purely because we don't have much of it um, so Gary Val said he doesn't want to upset the apple cart too much as it were, he doesn't want to bring players in just to bring players in um, but the one player we have signed permanently is um, Bartos Bielkowski who uh, He's a very good goalkeeper we've had on loan since the summer uh, from Ipswich Town he won their player of the season for three years on the trot um, great goalkeeper uh, especially because Frank Fielding's had bad luck with injury you know, he, he tore his quadricep on the first game of the season against Preston uh, he re- he's recently come back from that but uh, in training he's injured his arm uh, people don't know the ins and outs of that um, Slap meant we had to really sign Bart uh, we've also brought in Ryan Woods on loan from Stoke, a very good central midfielder. Again, with um, Ryan Leonard being out injured and Ben Thompson as well, a Danny's ankle ligaments in December. Um, I think we needed to shore up that central midfield. Didn't um, Sean Williams on a new contract? Yeah, uh, Sean Williams and Sean Hutchinson have both put pen to paper on a new contract. So, um, yeah, that's a great bit of business for them. Keeping the old guard around as well. Keeping the old guard around. But uh, I don't want to say too much on this, but it has been rumoured and um, a few notable sources have come out on Twitter um, that have said we are 
interested in Mason Bennett from Derby County. Um, I, I think it's just on loan at the moment. Um, but should that deal have gone ahead, it would have probably been announced yesterday. Yeah. So obviously, Has there been the any listeners would tran- announce championship transfers. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, th- yeah, I think I, really I, I, I think, I think it's mainly been Leeds. Um, I've just seen one pop up. Wayne Rooney to Derby, but obviously that was announced in the summer. Yeah. Uh, Callum Robinson's gone unknown to West Bromwich Albion for Mum Sheffield. Yeah, I was shocked about that. To be That's fair. a very good signing for them because I think. Yeah, I mean, they, this one. Uh, well, and Callum Robinson <laughs> can finish as well. You know, <laughs> yeah. he proved that last season. Um, he had pressing. He can finish. Yeah, I think he was. Um, he's pr- he's tried and tested. He, he's tried and tested. He knows the league, um, and he's for a West good Brom's signing for West Brom. Hit a sticky bit of form. Yeah, because well. um, a couple of championship bits myself, Pop earlier. Scott Hogan from Aston Villa. Yeah, he's been loaned to Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. Interesting. And apparently Nathan Ferguson, the young West Brom right back, is. Uh, all but done to Crystal Palace, apparently. Well, I've heard that's a very good sign of Crystal Palace because Palace. Nathan Ferguson is, uh, I wouldn't say West Brom's brightest young prospect, but he's definitely up there. He, he, he's definitely players. up there. Um, is a very good player. He's um, almost similar to Trent Alexander-Arnold, I'd mm. say, in terms of he can get forward, he can pop really good crosses into the box. Um, but he can also sit back deep, yeah. um, and he can also cover that position, and, and he can defend. So, um, obviously, Swansea have also shown him. I got Rian Brewster on there, and Conor Gallagher yeah. from Chelsea after his yeah. start with Charlton. Um, you know a little bit about Conor Gallagher. I do. Oh, yeah. He's a very, very, very good player. He'll probably end up playing for us in the future. Probably next season, to be fair. Um, it'll be a big loss to Charlton because he is he's a very good player. Um, as you can probably tell by me talking, I like him a lot. Yeah. He's very composed in the ball. He's going to have a bright future with us. He was easily Charlton's best player. On yeah. Him, oh yeah, that's going to be a big loss to them for an already struggling team overall. Mm. But that's it. That's yeah. He's going to join the pool with him, Mason. You've got Billy Gilmore. So I mean that yeah, we've got a nice stack of midfielders. But I do. I think next year I'd like to see him go on to the Premier League team and then come into our team the year after. So I want to make sure he's protected and nurtured into a good fielder because he has been good for Charlton. He's been very good for Charlton. And Swansea, I've only seen his first game, which was... No, it was the game before that he played. I can't remember who they played against. Was it not Cardiff? Or was yeah, it, or? it yeah, it was Swansea-Cardiff. Ah, Nil-nil. Um, yeah. And Brewster yeah. made a stadium there. Yeah. Well. yeah, Swansea are looking to push for them uh, all make still, uh, yeah. but I think no be more than happy to settle for the playoffs and I think the um, loan signings of Rian Brewster and Conor Gallagher well, uh, they had sort of they? justify that and, yeah. and Sam Surridge who did pop up with a, a couple of goals for them as well so, yeah. four goals and six starts I think yeah, yeah. yeah not bad well, oh, so that wraps up the transfers yeah. now we're going on to a new section well most of it's new but this is a very new section never done this before they revamp this yeah. will see quite a this will see <coughs> Phil Jordan <coughs> and Danny excuse me my right or right right me. Five, we're going to go head to head to head all the best fellas five, I'll be describing five players so the way this goes I'll is have a little the way this goes is there'll be five players so basically the way this goes is there'll be five players each player will get three clues First one of the three of the uh, three of these to uh, buzz in, we'll get to say the guess. If they get it right, then they get a point. If they get it wrong, they're frozen out, and then it'll be between the other two. Ooh, you keep track of who's frozen. Yeah. like Elsa. And then whoever gets <laughs> whoever gets whoever gets the most this week, 
It's like cheat code. Whoever gets in, whoever gets most this week will win. And then we'll be keeping track over the uh, next couple of, uh, <coughs> next podcast. I was meaning we do. It's like a lead. It is indeed. So Ooh. previously we used to do it on uh, fixture guessing. This year, new decades, new games. New games. Right, so if you're all ready. I am. Not at the minute. We it's don't need to wait for Finley or Danny, but right. you can just go when you want. You want me to go just you, even though you're not in. If you I just join in 4433 3888. That is secret code for anyone listening. Yeah. What is it? The lottery numbers. 4433 4388. Four, 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 right. It's getting time. No, we should forget about Jordan. Yeah. No, because it's fair. For those of you who are unaware, Kieran's just sent a message in our group chat <laughs> and he put in a code and I thought that was it, so I ended it and it was obviously yeah. wrong. So well, we're all in now. Buzz is already. Yeah. Buzz is already. All the best. Get your sound up, fellas. Wait. Right. Does sound matter or not? I want to yeah, hear. We've got full sound because I can't. We need to hear it as well. Right. Welcome to episode one of One Who. Do you only get one guess? One yeah. guess and you're You're going to get three clues and we send one by one. First person buzz in, you get one guess, you get wrong, you're okay. out. So this is episode one of One Who. Yeah. Player one. We should have a little theme tune for it, so should we? <laughs> <laughs> right, player Tell one. not stolen from Countdown. <laughs> I've recently rejoined one of my previous clubs. I've recently rejoined one of my previous clubs. Is that the second clue? Or? I made my competitive <laughs> debut in 1999 for my boyhood club. I affectionately go by the nickname of The Lion. Oh, so that's Andy Rimovich. I buzzed in first, mate. You've got to wait until I say he's buzzed in. Ah. Uh, Danny buzzed in first. That's Andy Rimovich. That is one I don't, know, I don't even buzz in all of a sudden. I saw a technicality. I saw it on my screen that says you buzzed in first. I just, I just, I'm, my name's just not there. <laughs> oh, I didn't take the sound, man. Right. Hey. Hey. Right, reset all brothers. Uh, buzz, brothers, buzzers. Does that, when I'm going up on yours, Yeah, it tells me who's uh, buzzed in first, so basically what should happen there is, Jordan has just gifted Danny a lead. Well, no. To be I, fair, I said it in the same yeah, time. I knew that. that. Right, that team team next to it. No, listen. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this. Let's <laughs> <it's laughs> do competition, please. I don't want to see yeah. rivalries. I was have to give Finn the win. We should all pop in a fire. I just didn't even bother. Um, player that. two. <laughs> there we go. I'm a winger who has played with Pogba, Neymar and Cristiano Ronaldo. In 2014, I broke the British transfer record, signing for 59 Danny. Di Maria. Correct. <sighs> Go on, Two boys. Danny. I've won. <laughs> yeah, I see. No, there's five of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's three. No, there's five. It's a Even if Danny wins, though, let's keep going. And then the, the last clue <laughs> Goal difference could come The last clue for that was... It could. One season later, I left for a fee of 48.7 million, and I'm still playing for this Di Maria. I mean, you don't get it now, unfortunately. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> They, they, they're going to get a bit harder now. Oh, oh joy. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a former British forward who in 2000 was awarded an MBE. Wait, it's not reset. It's reset for me. Um, yeah, there we go. I didn't buzz in. So. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have buzzed in anyway. Yeah. If you buzzed in on that, that is incredibly impressive. But I didn't even hear it. Cause yeah, I so was saying, let's do that again. I'm a former, Brit- uh, I'm a former British forward who in 2000 was awarded an MBE. Yeah. <laughs> I played for Palace, Arsenal, West Ham, Forest, Celtic and Burnley. Damn right. Correct. 
Behave, I was going to say that as well. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I only know his first two. I didn't know he played for the others. I only yeah, know that's Palace why I got the call in. Oh, oh, he played about 12 right. games to Burnley. <laughs> you all would have buzzed in on the next yeah, one. I am now known for my TV and radio work and was recently on a popular ITV programme. Yeah. Love yeah. Island. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 He's just watching. What, girls? <laughs> <laughs> Can you right. reset the buzzer, please? Yep, next one. I appreciate it very much. getting competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting hard now. Oh, it is getting hard. You set up for me. I am a former England <laughs> international who spent the first 10 years of my career at Ipswich. I made 77 appearances for England and was made captain in the 1990 World Cup following an injury to Brian Robson. Ipswich. There is a famous image of me playing for England in 1982 where my t-shirt is bloodied. Oh, Terry Butcher! I buzzed in. Uh, first was Danny. Yeah, Terry Butcher. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> You've got to wait until who buzzed in first. Yeah, but I... No, you buzz in and then I say who buzzed in. <laughs> right, Danny, this is for the clean sweep. Yeah, fair play, Danny. Which oh, um, I meant to say at the beginning, if you get... So, Danny will take a 1-0 lead into yeah. next week in the table. If you get a clean sweep, you get two. Oh, so if you get a clean sweep this, he'll have a two leads. Right, right. Reset the buzzer. Right. Do this, mate. this one, this <laughs> one, <laughs> this one, level, this one, this one, I, uh, you should be able to get this. I'm a former Hungarian and Spanish international player. And, oh, that's striker. Five. Oh, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> so, so, so one, out. I was going to say, I'm bloody on the signal already. Right, he's missed out on a clean sweep. Not if he's here. If you both get it wrong, then he's back here. Fair enough. I'm a former Hungarian and Spanish international player and manager who played, who made 350 appearances for my boyhood club. Are you not allowed to buzz in, I spent eight years at Real Madrid, scoring 156 goals in 180 appearances for Los Blancos. No, I know who it is. Let I, I should have buzzed in when right, he did. Listen, fingers and buzzers. <laughs> right, this, is, this is going to give it away. Oh. I have a FIFA annual award named after me for one of my career that saw me score 604 goals in 619 competitive games. I know who it is, man. Let me back in, then, please. Uh, Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Who was you going to say? Stoichkov? Yeah, but I, that's the only Hungarian I could think yeah, of. So Stoichkov? Yeah, in my Hungarian. research from this. Oh, yeah. Hungarian. In my research, just found out Stoichkov played for Hungarian and Spain. Puskas. Puskas. Uh, Puskas. Yeah, so he, he changed that. Hungary yeah, and Spain. Yeah, he changed His goal score was 604 goals, 619. They're all competitive for country and club. He learns um, something new every day, doesn't he? For his boyhood club he played for, he finished with a positive goal scoring record. Or was it HNK Sophia? Um, no, it wasn't. Oh. Ah. So, yeah, that's. Um, <laughs> so, we go 1 0 to Danny going into next week. I missed out on the two by uh, early button. Yeah. Classic error there. Got Slip. The thing up. is with me, I've just, you know, the comments are probably hating me right now. But. <laughs> <laughs> me and you both, mate, I only got one. When you're under pressure. You get so excited, yeah. you know the answer, you just feel like you have to shout it and then press the button. Or in my case, my mind just blanks completely. Yeah, yeah even if it's the blank, second. the assister, and then the finisher. High five. Right, so you've ignored me last twice game. now, I'm in main the into that. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a game. So we've just had one hoop. Now we move into... Enjoyed that, it's good. Yeah, so now we move into... One two five. Oh, and the so, shame is, it is six minutes past five. So, oh, we were. If we did, oh, yeah, if we did that seven minutes ago, it would have been right. So, this is another <laughs> new section. 
to explain. <coughs> this is a debate section where we will pull a topic from a hat. The hat is currently not on the table. It's invisible for today. We'll have a hat next week. I mean, you are wearing a hat. That is true. <laughs> so we will pull a word from a hat. It will be a topic around a football. So the words pulled from the hat, that will open a discussion and we will describe our top five, hence the name one to five. So we'll rank them from one to five on the players in the category. Due to a lack of hats, uh, this week I've had to come up with it myself. So we're going to start this week with, if we'll not be in a hat suit, the whole point is each week we'll have different discussions. This week, um, kind of like you guys earlier when I said the things, we're going to do... Oh, I don't um, like lights. We're going <laughs> to do top five under 23 forward 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 oh, forward to pigeons yeah, that's that, that, right. is, right. that is right so has anyone got any off the top heads they want to throw together because we're all going to discuss and then the whole point is we will debate and come up with our uh, group top five I've got two that I can throw right, from the mix uh, Haaland and Mbappe you want anything to back up your team? Um, Haaland, I mean he's just averages a goal every 12 un- minutes unreal. <laughs> he's an <laughs> unreal <laughs> finisher he just that obviously his first two games for Dortmund. He had five goals in less yeah, than a game. He in less outscored than the whole of from Manchester United and yeah, this, yeah. someone else um, yeah. in this kind of Mbappe year. obviously just speaks for himself. He's just. I'm gonna bold shout and put Mbappe. He's already locked to number one for us. So yeah, I'll go yeah. that. Oh, we're has, doing a proper list of. Yeah, we're doing one list to five. I do, have, okay. I do have one that Kieran might be able to get on board with, and I'll be you probably have as well. Everyone probably has as well. Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously. Does he count as forward or midfield? I count him as a forward. Yeah, I probably count as forward. Just wanted to check around. I mean, he's a right wing for England, so I count him as a forward. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. I'd lock him in the top four. Like we say, yeah, obviously, our England to be, you know, faced with Sancho and Sterling on the wings is, you know, pretty um, unreal. Another one I'd like to minute. throw in is Timo Werner. Probably one of yeah. the most clinical strikers in the Bundesliga. Certified Gundogan, I believe the phrase is needed. We're also linked to him, so I can get. He just he just finishes everything. Don't I think he comes as well. He just scores. I've seen a stat on his goal scoring record. Yes, so did I. Another one you're going to say. He's oh, the first Bundesliga player to score. F- is it two plus goals? Yeah, oh, in a game yeah. for nine years or something. Yeah, but in his team. Nine games in a row scoring three or more that's goals. It, yeah, that's that's it. insane. Yeah. Timo Werner then had a stat similar. I think it similar was to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've, I'd argue he's I wonder who's got them in the Champions League next. Oh, wait. <laughs> Good luck, Spurs. Yeah. yeah. Um, forwards, though. You did throw a cat amongst the pigeons for that one, mate. Um. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, that's when it gets a bit difficult. You can throw names in like Tammy Abraham. Mm. No. Right. <laughs> ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
because I think Tammy is the future of England's uh, tack now with Rashford. Who's another? Oh, I think strongly I can get behind. Ooh, yeah. One thing I would love to see, and obviously we're not going to see it probably on the Euros, but is Kane and Tammy because they uh, yeah. England camps they seem to be like that in terms of the relationship and you know how Tammy speaks about Harry Kane and whatever. But I think. With Abraham, he's just such a natural finisher. I always go back to the goal against Wolves at the start of the season. This for a hat trick. Yeah, yeah. His third goal, where he just spun Conor Cody into the next. I mean, it is Conor Cody. He's he not the quickest, but he spun Conor Cody and within a touch, yeah. he smashed it. But that showed the level of experience. That showed a level of maturity. But oh hello, this kid, this kid means business. I understand now. that it might be a bit controversial. Way people might think it's my bias, but I, mean, but I generally think if it was any of the Premier teams, I'd probably argue that. Just like in a way, I think you could argue Rashford falls in that category because he's another guy that's pushing. But the difference between them two is Tammy Abraham's currently dragging Chelsea into top four. And to, I think uh, Tammy Abraham. I mean, nothing against Marcus Rashford, but I think the difference is. Um, that Tammy Abraham's conversion rate will probably be a little bit better, especially with yeah. it maybe in and around the box. Well, I mean. in the Premier League, I've got an interesting stat about this as well. So in the Premier League for Chelsea, he's played 23 games, scored 13, got two assists. Out of the top, uh, out of the top 10 goal scorers in the Premier League, I think it's believe top five or top 10. He is he's got the most goals from open play in like out of that list. Um, Rashford is very close to him, but Rashford scored nine goals and penalties. So I understand you've got to score them, yeah. but if Tammy Abraham was a penalty taker over, over Yoshino, I think Yoshino scored six pens this year, yeah. which would put Tammy Abraham basically at the top of the pile. Yeah. So that's why that's I put a strong argument. It's a very, very strong argument, very valid argument. And now, Danny, go on. My why would you not like to... No, no. Are you not I, I, just think, I, just, I just think... So my top three, personally, I have Mbappe, obviously. Fair enough. Haaland. Yeah. Then, based on exploits this season, Lautaro Martinez. Oh, so, so, so he goes under the radar a lot, doesn't he? He does, he does. Timo Werner as well, like, you yeah. know, doing absolute Bits. wonders at Dor- yeah, uh, yeah, Leipzig, uh, Leipzig, Leipzig, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And then, Lautaro lastly, lastly, see, the fifth one's always a bit dodgy, but lastly, I'd probably go for... Um, I don't know. I drum roll, please. That I wouldn't. I just wouldn't say Tammy because I just. I just don't know. It's something like when we played them, and got a win at the Bridge. I'm just not. I, I, he just didn't seem like. I can go missing. Whereas players that I've just mentioned, they can sort of get you out of a. Yeah, yeah, what's the situation? Yeah, I, I think the thing is with strikers or or to be honest, Danny Forward, they do need a little bit of service. Um, and I think that if you know, if you have Kovacic one game, you, if you have one game where you start, Jorginho or you know someone else isn't really on form for Chelsea, yeah, um, then Tammy will struggle a little bit because I I think um, he struggles to sometimes make chances for himself. Yeah, um, so my, so my most, list, most of the players yeah. you've mentioned will. So my, so my list also going for so Mbappe, Haaland, Martinez, Werner, and. And the last place I'm going to go for Gabriel Jesus, who's only 22 years of age. He's only 22, it seems like yeah. for years. 2016 they signed him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to basically take that list. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go Mbappe, Harland, Sancho, Martinez and Werner as my top five. To I, think, I think Jesus just because he's... Obviously Aguero is like probably one of the best strikers this league's ever seen. Yeah. Best striker Man City have ever had in their history. Mm-hmm. Or the my modern history. 
Um, Crazy, yeah. It's a rough goal scorer, isn't it? Yeah. So, and I'll just, I think a player that's sort of, lead, you know, benching him for some games and still, like, providing the business, like, I just think, yeah, yeah for me, he takes it over. He's scored up twice at the weekend, didn't he? he? Always. Yeah, for me, I'd rather have him in the team than Tammy. He always seems to get take his chance when when it gets given to him, to be fair. But there's a lot of players as well that are under, even under 20, some of them this year have been. Mason Greenwood, he's had a good season, a good start-ish. Uh, Could you Martinelli. really classify him yet? And Martinelli. No, no these are just players honest. off the top of my head that have had good seasons. Yeah, Martinelli, very good. Martinelli, um, even all around Troy Parrott, I mean, he hasn't played much, but he's got the, uh, apparently he's got the hype, enough hype and potential around him. He's got hype, it's whether he backed yeah, it up yeah. or not, and to be very honest, nice. you, you, you can't, no, you can't, say, you, you can't nah. say for definite, because, uh, you know, almost, um, going back onto Tammy, you know, two or three seasons ago, had you said... Tammy Abraham in the top five under twenty three forwards, you'd have probably gone really. Yeah, like, you'd probably lost. lost yeah, you'd have probably lost. No, no disrespect to Tammy Abraham because he's done exceptionally well this season. Mm, but he has indeed. To be fair, he's, he's been a he has been a bright spark. When I was well, personally, for me, I was the first person to kind of sit down and say, "Well, hang on, he scored was it two Premier League goals." In a relegated Swansea team, in a yeah, in a relegated Swansea team. Sorry, and I was like, "Are you sure you want that man?" But obviously, I didn't. They don't Chelsea didn't have much choice. I was, and I was like, "Oh, do you you know? Are you sure you want to have that man leading your attack?" But and he's and proved everybody wrong. And that's exactly what I've said to Kieran um, off camera when we've been talking about it. The one to five. Then. So who would, I think Mbappe with all unanimous Mbappe. Werner we've all agreed on. Yeah. Um, Haaland's all agreed on. Sancho's Sancho, agreed on, I think Danny. agreed on, and then it leaves. What about Lautaro Martinez? Would you not oh, place yeah. him in a higher bracket than Sancho? See, this is no. why this is where it comes to not on unanimous block. You've got Lautaro Martinez, Werner, Abraham. No, I'd say Werner's so, really locked in. I'd say it's just between now Lautaro Martinez, Abraham, um, potentially Rashford. Mm. But I wouldn't put him in there. I was going to say, I don't. But Marcus Rashford is one of them players like I don't actually know what I'd classify him as. I don't know whether he's best suited to being a left winger or to being an out-and-out striker mm. or whether he's best suited just to run down the channels, uh, pull a good trick and then link up the players. I really like Rashford. I'm a big fan of this. No, I, I like Rashford as well. I just think that uh, it may be best suited to use him... Um, in the way in which it best showcases his talent. Um, well, maybe now that, that he acts. Well, now that Bruno Fernandes looks all but done, maybe we could see him getting the service that he probably hasn't had in his whole Manchester United career. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's I mean, Pogba was meant to be that man, but he's had to. He's sort of taken a deeper role, isn't he? Yeah. And um, maybe he doesn't have the technical prowess that mm, you know that uh, that he needs yeah, to yeah. flourish. Because you've yeah. seen for England, obviously, when he's got Trent and all these people just pinging balls yeah, and stuff. So like, Sancho, yeah. Yeah, he like, does well. And I will, um, yeah, I'll definitely agree with that, to be honest. And even Martial, this could be like the catalyst for his career to be like finally taken off. Give like, him the kick up. Yeah, you know, he won the, won the Golden Boy. There's even a Ballon d'Or clause in his contract. Yeah. And now that now they've got Bruno Fernandes, maybe he can kick on and mm. start firing. Yeah, so we'll just have to go around and. 
The number five, who are you going to say? My number five is... We have to do an unanimous group. To be fair, I'm going to... No, I, no, I, no, you have to vote. <laughs> um, I could start if you want, because I know my number five. He's 100%. Fair enough. My number five is Abraham. Jordan? I'd go Abraham as well, purely for the fact that uh, he's had a very good start to the season. It's now whether he can carry it on yeah. and do it for the rest of the season, do it for next season, do it for the season after that. Okay, so carry us in the Euros as that well. That is our first one to five. Tommy needs to bring football home in the Tommy season. Abraham in fifth, Sancho in fourth, Werner in oh no, uh, Werner in fourth, Sancho in third, Harlan in second, yeah. and Mbappe in first. Yeah, that's there you go. Yeah, that is our first one to five. Right, so now to begin to we begin to wrap this up. Section. Um, just a before we just go into our final bit where we preview the weekends. Uh, moment of the week. Um, just wanted to touch on a couple of things. Uh, for me, uh, just wanted to highlight a moment that I think anyone listening to this if they haven't seen it should go and watch. Which was um, for us last night, it's Tuesday night for listeners. Uh, was Milan's first game since the sad passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter. Just before we get on to that, all of us up here just pass on our, all our thoughts with the families of anybody affected. You know, oh, such, a, such a tragic incident that and uh, affected and, the whole world. Yeah, and everyone on the yeah. helicopter as well. You know, there's been a lot of outpouring of emotion for Kobe and his daughter, and quite right. Yeah, with the family, the, the two kids who lost their mum, dad, and yeah, yeah siblings. and as well, for like, they're all the pie, all their families, and everyone affected. Everybody affected is. In our thoughts here, and you know, it's just such a tragic incident. It's yeah. soul destroying how sad it is, to be honest. And that's going to be yeah, the Milan, Milan, the Milan. Their tribute uh, last night. Milan had a for their game. Well, originally, they put a request into the league to do um, black bands, bands it, which yeah. was rejected. But uh, Milan did it anyway. Good which, on Milan. Yeah. Why so, was it rejected? Um, don't know. No, a lot of leagues cover. A lot of leagues cover it for like um, so like. Um, the FA blocked, um, was it Pep Guardiola when he wanted to wear his Catalan? Yeah. It's just a bit uh, like that. For yeah. political it, messages yeah. and stuff but like so that. So what Milan did was they had a, there's a video on it on their Twitter, I recommend anyone. I do recommend it. you guys see it, yeah. And they did a memorial type thing for the game for Kobe, his daughter and all the other victims in the uh, helicopter crash. They read all their names out mm-hmm. uh, and they basically, so it was a really nice like, touching like, tribute. And they got the bit at the end of the game was when they said legends never die. Yeah. And they had that in the black and um, red of Milan. Yeah, but if anyone that had Kobe's famous that. quote as well, isn't it? He yeah. said, um, if you cut me open, I bleed black and red yeah. of AC Milan. So, so that was a moment, I think that was the moment of the week from any footballing capacity. Oh yeah, that's definitely up, that's up, the moment of the week for me. For, for many in their sporting capacity yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, Arsenal Kobe was the biggest thing, but on a, for the football community, that was, that and another moment that is linked to that was uh, the emotion Neymar showed after he found out half-time went out. Yeah. And did yes, the um, yeah. also two, a four celebration. But on a lighter note, we also have uh, John Hong wants to pitch in on Yes, on a much lighter note, um, yeah. I mentioned earlier that we played Sheffield United at home. Can they see on Twitter before we... In the FA Cup? What, see this clip? Yeah. No, I don't think so, but... It might have been illegal, I'd think it's Jordan was there, but... It, it was there, and it was hysterical. So, Sheffield United have come out for the start of the second half, they've um, done a warm-up to you know, get the blood flowing again, get them pumped up and stuff. Um, our substitutes uh, have uh, gone to walk off the pitch. Uh, one of them's booted the ball up. I can't remember who it was. 
and it's landed perfectly on the Sheffield United player's head and he's completely fallen over. It was like Bambi on ice. It was brilliant. <laughs> but it was all taken in good jest. He got up, carried on with his warm-up like nothing had happened. And then he came Our substitutes. Yeah, yeah I, if, if it was Mo Besic or um, Oli Norwood, then fair play, lads. Like, what a great <laughs> Mo thing. Mo probably knock him out. Like, to, to be <laughs> fair, ev- everyone took it in good jest. Our yeah. fans were laughing. All the Sheffield United subs were laughing. Our players were the one who'd probably done it was slightly embarrassed by it. <laughs> but no it was one of them things where you one had in a million, to, you, you, you had to be there Not you had to be there you had to see it when all the crowds had applauded the accuracy of that yeah. yeah exactly and to be fair that was probably one of the most accurate balls from a player in a Millwall shirt on the day <laughs> so yeah right so there's that we'll take the moments of the week into next week next one. where we're going to have a quick preview of the week's upcoming fixtures. Um, so, Finn, do you want to start off with Spurs? Did you guys have? Well, we have, have the unfortunate pleasure of hosting Manchester City on the weekend. Um, Sunday at 4.30. Um, because it's at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, I'm a little bit more confident because, as I've said to you guys off camera plenty of times, I say to anyone, doesn't matter what form you're in, at home, I, you know, at home you back, whoever you support, you back your team against anyone really, at home. Um, it just kind of all depends on I know it sounds cliche but what Tottenham decides to turn up if it's the one that decided to turn up against Chelsea we're going to be absolutely battered but <laughs> if they've worked on stuff in training if La Celso can you know start again which would be great if we can fit right even if Bergering could maybe play 20 minutes at the end of the game I don't know um, it, it's hard to say because say if we do sign a striker Thursday or whatever, so it would be tomorrow they were recording, and he's able to play a part that could have an impact on the game. But it's not taken away, you know, from the quality that Man City have all over the park. Obviously, Fernandinho signing the new was it one year extension? I think he signed uh, the week as well, eight or something yeah. like that. He's going to obviously want to go out there and you know show why he's done that. Obviously, yeah. Aguero, Aguero loves a goal against us, um, so he'll probably score. Um, Bergwijn can play. Uh, big Steve, hopefully. Hopefully he gets um, he's involved. Yeah, that'll yeah. be a big game at the top. I think but if we win, we might. If we win, we might still <laughs> sneak in the top four. But I don't know. It's one of them ones where you you kind of you don't expect to lose, but you yeah. acknowledge that it's going to be a very 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 well, tough test. Got that fixture linked in with our one with Leicester. Mm, that's going to be a tasty game because they that both of them fixtures could potentially if you lose we beat Leicester mm. that could potentially just write off. Is that at Leicester? Um, I yes, think it is. Yeah, so that'll be a, it's going to be a hard way day, but I think that's that's probably one. That's probably, I say that Chelsea Leicester probably could be the biggest game this weekend. And. Leicester will be buoyed by the fact that they've, um, they lost to Aston Villa. Yeah, they'll be out for revenge. They'll be out for revenge. And Vardy's injured. Vardy's injured. But um, Iosi Perez and Kalecki yeah. Iheanacho. Yeah. Well, he's done he's have, two have, goals in his last two games. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, he has scored a few this season and as you said, scored two in his last two. So Dennis the, Pratt seems to have fit right in as yeah. well in midfield. The only yeah. issue we could face is that if we don't register a striker in time, um, then apparently uh, Tammy Abraham's going to be asked to play for his injury with injections or some of that. That's what I was reading today in the papers. So that could be potentially a bit. 
And if Tavsky, I don't yeah. want to risk losing him. One for Chelsea, two for England. I'll say, and if Tammy was for England, Kane's already bumped. Yeah, <laughs> and if Tammy was to, you know, God, God forbid, we don't want any player to get injured no. yeah. for any amount of time. But if Tammy was to play on Saturday and get injured, looking at it from a Chelsea point of view, and as Finley said, from an England point of view, yeah, that that would really be. Um, a pivotal moment yeah. in both of our seasons. I'd say both of these two games could okay. potentially fight side to four. We beat Leicester, yeah. Spurs lose to City, and then two it's time we go and beat them yeah. again. That's or vice versa, or done. whatever, you know. Yeah. But or we, we just can, both draw and we're we at the same. Jump, we can jump from the top of the table now, down to the bottom of the table. Yeah. So, and I'll say, speaking <laughs> of the bottom of the table, <laughs> big clash, 18th versus 16th, go in, it could change, it could be 17th, but it's uh, by tonight. By tomorrow, but tomorrow, I'm sorry. Yeah, but it, if I, I can't see Liverpool putting more than four past West Ham, um, yeah, we got Villa at home. Massive game, massive game. Points, if you had to, say. yeah, Huge. If you had to predict, how do you see it going? Um, I, I just think, I think their game, their game relies on how well Greenish plays. If he plays well, then then they are on song. They play if well, he's on yeah. song, then they're you know. Hard to stop. Um, obviously, they went all the way with Leicester, Leicester against with a very strong team like yeah. British playing Trezeguet, etc. Mm. Whereas we, I wouldn't say we had a second string against Arsenal, but, it but wasn't there are some. Strongest. Yeah, like we played Sermon, we played Simpson, played Travers, Gosling, Gosling. Uh, I said Sermon already. Sorridge came on. Solanke started. Like we didn't play like our big our big names, our big mm. players. Yeah. So I think that's in our favour. Obviously, we've just come off the back of a good result against Brighton in the league, three-one. Very good, like the Bournemouth of old. I haven't seen us play like that since probably we beat Townsend away in September. Mm. So I think if we win that, I think we well, can push on. Yeah, I think they say will be pumped up on it for that. It'll be. Yeah, you, you guys know yeah. that it's, if you get a win there, it's a really, really pivotal moment in your yeah. season. And, and dragging Villa right back into it as well if you do beat them. Yeah, that, so that's we're, we're only two points off them, and, and if we can win, we could potentially go up to 15. The risk and you beat them away as well, didn't we? Did. Sorry, but they'll, they'll, be running on, uh, they'll be running on the positivity that they've just managed to beat one of the most informed teams in the Prem, yeah. albeit in the Carabao Cup. And got to a Cup final. Yeah, it's still a Cup final. That's going to probably have a momentum on it. It could be either positive or negative, depends whether they then get a. Well, let's call it like a Harabelle hangover from the uh, picture during the week mm. or it could give them the complete opposite it could be a reignition in the season you can see them start pulling away I'll have a fact for at home as well we always seem to do well at home have a home crowd behind you'll yeah. be there won't you mate I'll be there yeah. <laughs> cheering on the boys yeah. well for any listeners just to uh, give you a quick run over of the Premier League's fixtures so Saturday sees Leicester host Chelsea that's the um, is that the early one yeah, yeah. that's at 12.30 and then you've got Newcastle and Norwich uh, Crystal Palace v Sheffield United, West Ham v Brighton, Bournemouth v Aston Villa, Watford v Everton, Liverpool v Southampton, and United v Wolves. All uh, uh, they're all three uh, three o'clock kickoffs. The United Wolves is a five thirty kickoff, and then the Sunday fixture sees Burnley host Arsenal at two o'clock, and then the big one, which is Tottenham host Man City at four thirty. <laughs> um, right, and that West Ham Brighton is even a big game. There's only two points for Yeah, two I was going to say it. You it's know, all happening down the bottom. We're getting to that point in the, the season now. now where teams will really yeah. scrap for every single point they yeah. can get. And every every game from here on in is only going to get yeah. more important. So. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of big fixtures in there, but Jordan, you want to jump us down to the championship a bit? Yeah. Yes, Who's, I we'll will. Start with Millwall. Who do Millwall have? So we face 
another very tricky test um, away at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I think Saturday will teach us a lot. Um, we got taught a lesson uh, in midweek away at Leeds. Um, and under Neil Harris, and um, maybe even before that as well, uh, we always had quite a good bounce-back ability. Where we lost a game, you could then see that we'd get a rocket up our arse. You know, excuse, excuse the um, strong language there, but we'd, um, yeah, we'd come out the next game and we'd perform really well. So I think, you know, we've, under, we've lost our last two games in all competitions. Uh, for the first time under Gary Rowett, so it'll be interesting to see. It's mad that it's taken that long. It's for that time. Yeah. That's a testament to the work he's done. Input. So, yeah, it, it's testament to how well he's done and the whole backroom staff and the players as well. The players have got to implement his ideas and and perform out on the pitch. Um, but that will be a really key game. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, even a poor run of form at the moment. Got battered five 0 on the other week. They got battered five 0 at home. Time, yeah. Against Blackburn. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and they lost two one away at Wigan during the week yeah. as well. And yeah. that's did QPR, did that they beat QPR in the cup? No. They did beat QPR in the yes, FA Cup, they but they, you know, in the league they're on a poor run of form. Um, we're now sitting above them. In the table, so we have had a nice resurgence under him, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, but if Sheffield Wednesday do beat us, yeah, that would be that'll be a part of thing, um, sort of a spanner in our, in our works. Well, that would, but that would put them one point ahead of you, wouldn't it? In the table, yeah, so they would then would jump you in the table, and that would then put once again a little bit. In our race for the playoffs, this yeah. is a really we'll put breaks on season, wasn't it? This <laughs> <laughs> is a really pivotal moment yeah. in our season. We we faced Leeds away, uh, Sheffield Wednesday away, then we've got uh, West, West Bromwich Albion at home, yeah. Fulham at home. I think we face Wigan away the week after, which you know. No game is ever easy in the championship, but you're looking at Lowe's fixtures in particular, like ignoring the Leeds one because we've already lost that. But yeah, we have some very tough fixtures coming up, and we're playing all teams in and around us. So if we can come out and take some points away from them, you know, and come out with a healthy. You can have an impact on the title race, if you've got West Brom and Fulham. You know, Fulham are up there as well. You're yeah, gonna have the, you're going to have a say on where the oh, title yeah. ends. I mean, come we're looking at the fixtures. Start, mate, Sheffield, you know, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, Millwall. It's probably one of the bigger fixtures for yeah. two teams. There's next a full, obviously, full quarter of the championship game. But Hull, and Brentford, and that's all. I'm really liking Brentford this year. Yeah, I'll tell you I think what, Brentford are the only Brentford um, have always been a team that have been in and around the playoffs. Yeah, but this season. Um, obviously they're saying goodbye to Griffin Park and they're building this wonderful new stadium I really think they could be contenders for Premier League football oh yeah I, I really do think that Hull aren't really probably going to be that much of a difficulty no. there's like 13 points separating uh, I'd, I'd agree against us but I'd that's the calm Grant McCann's done a very very good job considering yeah. he's he come from uh, managing Doncaster he's done a good job at Doncaster yeah um but I don't think anyone expected Hull no. to do as well as they have done this season, well, given everything that's um, sort of going on behind the scenes. The other standout championship game up this weekend is really close. You've got Sheffield Wednesday Mill, very close job. The only other t- uh, two teams really is Chon uh, Barnsley, but they're very different. Down bottom at the league. I remember when we uh, played Cholton at home in November. 
Big Dolphins. It was only Gary Velvet's third game in charge, and everyone was saying going into like you know the amazing start that Charlton have had. You know, let's in tenth or ninth, whatever. It's Millwall down in seventeenth, eighteenth. You'd maybe expect it to be the other way around. Since then, <laughs> they've had a really poor run of form. Um, you know, could Lyle Taylor still be a Charlton player by then? By Saturday, who I mean, knows? I read the other day that he is not even. Oh. No, which which is great news for Charlton. Lev, Lev had horrendous luck this season. We've still, had horrendous he's still injuries. Still not signed a contract. He's still yet to sign a contract. So he could potentially just end up with not free. So it's bargaining <laughs> with the money versus having the players yeah, versus season. Um, and obviously we touched on Conor Gallagher earlier. Conor Gallagher, yeah, Charlton. But I think Josh Cullen for them is back in full training as well, and Josh Cullen's been very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as well, Charlton have just been taken out, but they've now got new owners. So um, you know, Ronald Dialect I think uh, yeah. is now sold up, which is great news for Charlton. Uh, I know I'm a, I know I'm a Millwall fan. Um, so what I'm about to say maybe could be taken in jest, but I would quite like to see Charlton, you know, have some good luck of late. Because you know, other than the um, league one title the other year with Chris Powell, it's been a dark few years for him. So you know, Lee Boy has done a well, very got very to see good job. Bournemouth lift the trophy there. So yeah. Oh yeah, you know, fr- from a Bournemouth perspective, <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom down yeah. in South East London. But, so the key, key. Uh, games to check out for like I said Chef Wednesday Mill Charlton Barnsley and then you've got a couple of teams up by the top that are going to be fighting out looking for valuable points yeah it's going to be another interesting week in the championship the championship's always interesting always yeah. Is, yeah. anyone can beat um, anyone no three points are guaranteed shall we finish off with the final segment of the preview which is um, Akers can I just say before we start Please bet responsibly. Yes, I was say when that, the fun stops, please stop, stop betting. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, please listen to me. Dan, do you want to go first? Always fun, mate. So we're going to check in with these yeah. next week. See which one of them lost worst. See which one of them is buying us dinner. Just a cheeky fivefold. Yeah, that's yeah. what we Same wanted. Fivefold. Got Brentford <laughs> when it went at Hull. Yep. Uh, um, not the Forest when it went at Birmingham. Bournemouth to beat Villa, Swindon's went at home to Exeter, and Leighton Orient's went away at Stevenage, and £5 was lending you £344. That's not bad. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? <laughs> to be fair, that's not, not yeah. bad. Mine's not so extravagant, but I've got Fulham to beat Huddersfield at home. Who's got Liverpool's Ooh. hands then? West Brom to beat Luton at home. That's fair. Yeah. Lincoln to beat Southend away. Yep. Uh, Northampton to beat Macclesfield away. And Orient to beat Stevenage away. Um, Partially due to the fact that me and Kieran are going because you'll give me something to put um, limbs about. But five pound on return to me, one hundred twenty-seven pound and ninety-three pence. There we go. So that'll be lovely. That is that is down a fifth. So we're gonna if both of them come in, we're gonna have some good dinner next week after next week's podcast. That is that is down a fifth. Dak corner. Dakar. One. You all just get caught up in the excitement. Yeah. We do. If you've got any ideas for any players for one who, you've got any ideas for debate for one to five, please just drop a comment. We'll, yeah. we'll all try and share out on yeah. our socials as well a bit and more than we did the last yes. one. Yes. 
this will be going up on going up on our YouTube and our um, our iTunes um, podcasts. Yeah. Uh, we have a Twitter page, an Instagram page, and uh, another Twitter page. We've got two: one for the podcast, one for the main account. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one two underscore sports. No, I thought you forgot it. And then. one two underscore podcast. No s again. So if you'd like to drop them a follow. What a nice plug yeah. that is. Yeah. Like we love to see appreciate you. It. I think we, that's a great night yeah. to end on, to be fair. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Yeah. And we it's look been a pleasure, lads. See you next yeah. week. See you next yeah. week. Well done. Right. See ya.